Welcome back, everybody. I'm Fawn Riggin, Real Talk with Riggin. He is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles Letters from Prison. He's a protester from January 6th. You're not even going to believe what happened to him, but let's get Tim Rivers on the live line. Hi, Tim. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Great, great, great. Um, you know, I just heard correct you. I'm, I wasn't there on January 6th. I'm just a retired executive who, uh, who got involved in this fight because of the injustice of it. And I've been representing these men and women through their letters and their interviews and their phone calls for almost three years now. Okay. Well, that was misrepresented to me in an email. So we will move on from that. So the, the men and women who were there, some of them didn't even go in the building, and they were being charged with things. Yeah, you've got people now, you know, the FBI has moved on to the folks who were sitting out on the grass at the very perimeter of all of the uh, the madness including people who were on the east side where there was an absolute peaceful demonstration, uh, almost a rally going on. There was, there was no violence. There was no tear gas. Everything that happened really happened on the west end. But the uh, FBI has kind of drawn this box around the entire capital zone and declared it a no-go zone, even though it wasn't posted and nobody was notified. Um, and now people who were just there peacefully, in some cases sitting on the grass, are going to be hunted down by the FBI. Well, some people who just flew into Washington on that day are being looked at, and they didn't even go to the Capitol. So this has gone completely bat-crap crazy, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. The, the invasion of, of, uh, of personal and, and you know physical privacy that's going on here, it would make the Stasi proud. Yeah. Um, I'm just telling you, we, we have descended into a very weird... I remember everybody used to watch uh, DC Comics. It was a bizarro world, right? right? Where everything was upside down. Well, I feel like we're in a bizarro world. We are, when um, it, especially when it comes to this, because apparently if you're mad about injustices and you want to riot and burn down innocent people's biz- businesses and stuff, I mean, no harm, no foul. Just go home and, you know, do it again in a couple of months. But... Fly into fly into D.C. on January 6th and do nothing wrong, and you're in trouble. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Tim agrees with me. The people who broke in, stole stuff, and took things that weren't theirs and crossed barriers that were not to be crossed shouldn't have done that, and they should be punished appropriately, not at the excessive amounts that they are. Well, yeah, but how can you fulfill the narrative if you don't have a boogeyman? You know, the, yeah. the concept here is to get conservatives and, and actually to get Trump and get conservatives in the process. And, and as you as you build this narrative, you can't allow it to come apart, you know? Yeah. So I, I always tell people, the reason I got into this was because I wrote a letter to one of these guys back in 2021, and I got back a, a four-page reply that literally just made me take a right turn in life and, and start writing more letters. And then when it became apparent that these letters weren't just for me, that they were being addressed to America to try and get the truth out from inside these gulags, we began publishing them, and, and that's how the books got started. So now you have two years' worth of chronicles, which is a, a, a story told over time of these men and women's persecution from within the gulags of America. The, the first book, Letters from Prison, covers from September of 21 right up into October of 22, and the most recent book, which started shipping now, um, is The Art of Confinement which covers the second year, and you get through the trials and the long sentences and the crazy behavior of the courts, the loss of due process, the refusal of venue, the inability to find a jury of your peers. Um, it's, a, it's a hard tale to listen to, but you're hearing it from the first-person testimonies for the first time. 
not through some filtered version. And so those books are very important. And, of course, all the proceeds go to help these men and women and their families. As it should, and I appreciate that. And and if anybody wants to check it out, Tim Rivers is is the guy who you, you want to look up. So what I don't understand is I've listened to Trump's speech like 150 times. I hear nothing in his speech that tells people to go forth and do damage or even invade or or in curse or whatever the case may be. There are a few tweets just saying, you know what, do what you think is right, do what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. None of that is inciting anything worse than what Maxine Waters has done over the years, and yet she walks free. But let's talk about James Little. What happened to James Little? James Little uh, appealed his sentence, um, which was not a bad sentence. He got... Uh, 60 days of confinement, which was already time served, mm-hmm. um, and then a pretty big fine and, and 180 days of probation. And he appealed that sentence on a, on the basis of similar types of crimes and similar sentences. And the judge, uh, Judge Lambert, kind of lost it, went into this extreme tirade. I encourage you to look it up. Look up Mr. Little's, uh, there's, the transcripts are online, and listen to how this judge went into a tirade about misrepresentation of the facts and, you know, how he's fomenting the lie on all the ground. I mean, we've proven that the the opposite is true, that the facts that these people have been saying for almost three years, that's the truth. Uh, and what the committee and the administration and the DOJ have portrayed, that's the lie. Uh, and now you see these videos and these letters and testimonies that back it all up, officers perjuring themselves on the stand, you know, judges refusing to recuse themselves despite having strong political ties with the current administration. Um, all of these things are signals uh, that, that Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote about in, a, in the Gulag Archipelago. And it's one of the reasons I adopted American Gulag Chronicles as the name for these books in our organization, because it feels like we're documenting exactly what happened in Stalinesque Russia when the Stasi and Dzerzhinsky Square ruled. And, uh, and here we have the D.C. Gulag instead and the DOJ and the FBI as Stasi. It's a very familiar tale, and we should be scared to allow it to happen in the country. Well, and apparently, and I have to say allegedly because I wasn't there, but you and others say that this judge just lost his marbles and sentenced him to even more time just for having the audacity to say that the people are being held hostages. Yep, going to send him back to prison to serve a longer sentence because he didn't feel that the sentence that, you know, the appealing that sentence wasn't within his constitutional authority. And if he were to grant that appeal or even listen to it uh, and to just, you know, dismiss it, then that would just be feeding um, the false narrative that all these people have that January 6th prisoners are actually hostages in America because they're being denied their due process and their rights and other prisoners get that. So is James um, Little going to sue somebody? Somebody needs and the others because some of them did not go in the building. The people who stole stuff and, and broke stuff and you know smashed things and sat in people's desks and took pictures, smoking cigars and all that 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 was way beyond what's allowed. And sure, they deserve to be punished for what they did. But some people did nothing wrong. Well, compare that to you know the protesters who took over the uh, the administration building over and yeah, but they're the not Trump supporters, you know. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Compare that to the people who blocked the highways in the New York airports in Chicago. Compare that to the violent protests that preceded Trump's inauguration, where the president had to be evacuated into into a bunker. Compare that to trying to burn down St. John's Church. I mean, the behavior 
that's tolerated, and I'm looking at, you know, illegals beating the crap out of police officers in New York, and the prosecution uh, declines to prosecute. Um, yeah, laws have become lawless in this country, and that's why Americans need to get involved. If you can't go to the front lines and really you're scared to work with your congressmen and things of that nature, you can always support those who don't have that fear. Um, our website is j6patriotnews.com. You'll find those books there. You can help support these defendants directly, or you can support all the organizations on our front page that are at this front line trying to push back tyranny and restore liberty for everybody. Um, and sometimes J6 is the focus, but sometimes it's not just J6. It's people who were abortion protesters. It's ministers who refused to close their churches. It's parents who showed up at school board meetings. It's people who claim that the Bible is the basis of belief in America. It's, it's basically an assault on conservative thought, and it really doesn't matter which of those categories you're in. You're in the crosshairs. You know what surprises me is that this judge who was so angry and was almost frothing at the mouth while he was just ripping this this video conversation with Little, he's a Reagan appointee, so he's up there in age, but he says... He doesn't understand a time when such meritless justifications of criminal activity have gone mainstream. Has he been under a rock for the last 12 years? But, I mean, he's not seen these other things that have been going on. He's not seen the injustice and and the, the legalities being thrown out the window for people who actually attempt murder and then walk on a small or not at all bail in his own state? I, uh, I've, I've likened the politicization of justice in this country as the, as the um, unwise mixing of nitro and glycerin. Um, it was meant to be separate. The, you know, the judiciary was supposed to be the stopgap against overreach by either administration or Congress. And instead, we have this politicalization of it. Um, that has lent itself to to a very biased environment across the federal sector. You don't find it so much in the state sectors. The state Supreme Courts and such of that nature still seem to hold sway to the constitutional precepts of the country. But in D.C., it is bizarro world. Um, and you have judges who, you know, who denounce in, in many ways, speak uh, offhand or backhandedly about the Constitution. You're not allowed to use the First Amendment in your in your defense. In a J six trial, can you imagine that? Yeah, well, I know guys from death row who do. So you know, why would somebody who did nothing be able to defend themselves? You know, I think this judge really flipped out, in my opinion, because of some of the things that little brought up that he felt since they were in his court, just kind of was a a stab at his manhood or his authority or his or his jurisprudence, whatever he wants wants to go with. I think he just kind of went a little whirly. But he's not alone. I mean, it's meta, right. it's Lambert, it, it's, it, I mean, the list is huge of these judges who have just basically lost it on the bench mm-hmm. and, and made declaration. I mean, for gosh sakes, you know, even, even the judge, um, Chutkin, that Trump has been assigned to, had to seal her transcript records during a sentencing because of the types of things that she said to this gentleman while sentencing him for January 6th, and and then had to seal those records immediately you know, to protect the defendant, but also to keep the judges in crazy comments that the defendant testified to me in an interview on um, from ever reaching the public. And that's Tanya Chutkin.
who, by the way, isn't even, you know, an American-born judge. She's born in Jamaica of, of very biased parents, of a family that was associated with the Socialist Party, a Nationalist Party in Jamaica. I mean, her background is is kind of lends itself to what you see her decisions on the bench. And that, again, is the politicalization of something that's supposed to never touch politics, and that is justice. And, of course, the left is losing their ever-loving mind right now because they feel like the persecution is the other way around. They really feel like the right has gotten away with too much for too long, and now it's time they pay. Well, you can't take innocent people and make them pay for something you think was an injustice from something else. That's not how it works. You have to be guilty of the crime in order to go to jail for it, and that should apply to everyone. But it, it needs to be proven beyond the shadow of guess, a doubt. I guess our danger here as Americans uh, is to not listen, to not be, to be the one-click purveyors of news, to not dig deeper, to not go to the source of true, uh, of truth, period, of true activity of somebody who was in the transaction instead of talking about it third person or reading it from a transcript. Go to the source, to the fount of truth. Uh, J6 Patriot News, read the letters. I just posted a letter that was written on February 4th. That's how current we are. Mm -hmm. Um, So get out there and listen to what these people have to say, what they're telling you about what happens in the court. Listen to their live interviews. Read their letters. Dig a little deeper, for God's sakes. Are they going to get persecuted for writing those letters and being published? We we are, but we're way beyond that. This this is about America. This is no longer about persecution. This is... I, I tell people I really don't care what you think about January 6th today because we've gone so far beyond January 6th in the destruction of our constitutional privilege and liberty that it's no longer about what happened on Jan 6th. It's about what's happening to them now mm-hmm. that everybody else should be concerned about. Well, the consequences that this government is trying to impose that goes beyond the restraints of the Constitution and places politics at the head of justice. Well, that's because you've got about a little over a third of this country who thinks socialism is a good idea. How we got here, I cannot explain other than we have failed our children for the last couple generations. Tim, where do people go to get your books? Please go to Letters from Prison, lettersfromprison.us, and all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds after print and ship go to help J6 families and prisoners survive this at the social level. We don't pay. We we don't make enough money to pay for legal, but we keep people in their homes. We keep their cars running. We keep families from running out of groceries. We help prisoners stay in contact with their families and their attorneys. All those funds goes there. It's a nonprofit. You can write it off. Again, lettersfromprison.us. Visit us at j6patriotnews.com for the latest on what's going on in this uh, this persecution of Americans. It's never going to end, including keeping Trump off ballots. It's insane. Tim, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Appreciate uh-huh. it. In America, don't do nothing. Yeah, don't do nothing. But stand still. Don't don't itch that thing, even if it itches. All right, Tim, we'll talk to you again.